Welcome back to another podcast, you guys. Today I'm back with Benjamin. Hey. Hello. And we're <laughs> going to be talking about Minions, The Rise of Gru. Banana. Banana. <laughs> I wish I could show it, but I got a uh, Minions cup, actually, from the movie tavern. <laughs> oh, my God. Did they actually do, like, a promo? Yes. <laughs> And for a while, I wasn't working during this, but they were doing minion milkshakes. So, like, <laughs> they had blue dye and no. it was a yellow dye. But sometimes they would mix together and make green, and then kids would complain and say, That's not a minion! <laughs> <laughs> That's not a minion! Order the minion milkshake! Thank God I never had to make a minion <laughs> shake. Actually, that makes so much sense that they <laughs> that they did like minion promo cups because you know the amount of kids that went in to see this movie and were like, Mom, Dad, we have to get the minion milkshake. We have to. If I'm seeing this movie, what, you're going to make me watch it without my minion milkshake and my right. minion cup? Even though the dye didn't have any flavoring, it was just so it was just a vanilla shake. <laughs> it's even worse. <laughs> they couldn't have made it like banana flavored. <laughs> they had to make it just dyed. <laughs> we did get bananaed apparently though. Our bathroom was destroyed by bananas at one point I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that like a thing where yeah. people like bringing bananas? I know it was a thing that people were dressing up in suits. Yeah, that trend definitely helped the movie success. Uh, the gentle minions trend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was not a gentle minion. I saw it on the big screen where it was made to to be seen um, in regular street clothing. Um, I. Went with my friend, and we wore suits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... Yeah. Did it enhance your experience? I've been told that it makes the experience... Maybe for the first, like, minute, and then were you like, well... I was like, well, I'm still in a suit, basically. (laughs) I mean, I I got one of the workers to take a picture of us, which was funny. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, did you go to the movie Tavern? No, I went to a different movie theater because I was at home. <laughs> you didn't go to your own no. your own establishment. Your boss would be like, oh my god. I'd be like, get out. Fire this guy. <laughs> they were kicking people out dressed as gentle minions at other theaters and establishments, apparently. I did I did see that. I guess they were a, a bit too formal. Or gentle. A bit too gentle. <laughs> You never want to be too gentle. No. There's a line. <laughs> I um, think this is the uh, funniest movie of the year, though. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else would have... Uh, Sonic I mean, 2? <laughs> genuinely, I don't... I mean, <laughs> I guess you're right. And honestly, <laughs> my my bar was not set that high. So when I saw this movie, it like vastly exceeded my expectations. Like I was actually 
The one thing, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this, is the soundtrack. Do you know about the soundtrack? The whole... What do you mean? They There's a whole album for this movie that most of the songs weren't actually even on, like, in the movie. But, like... Wait, let me tell you some of the names that, that are on this... That are on this soundtrack, okay? You know Tame and Paula? Oh god. Yes. Tame and Tame and Paula and Diana Ross are the first song. Turn up the sunshine. The third track is Funky Town, covered by Saint Vincent. The, f- <laughs> the fourth track is Hollywood Swinging, covered by Brockhampton. Oh my god. Didn't they um, split up? Yeah, they did. This is their last. This is their last hurrah. Was Minions: Rise of Gru? <laughs> you know you're going downhill when, um, or maybe you're going, going uphill. uphill. Yeah, I don't. Caroline Polachek, Phoebe Bridgers, Bleachers, her. I um, know her. Yeah, RZA. Oh, you know her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> but the soundtrack is like, has no right to be this good. Yeah, that's really funny. Like, it's Pharrell actually. Williams usually produces like the Despicable Me soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Surprised he wasn't on that one. Yeah, no, he wasn't. I was looking for it too, because that's what, um, arguably, you could say that's what jumpstarted Pharrell's career was <laughs> Despicable Me. <laughs> honestly i wish that was me yeah i wish my career was jump-started by the minions yeah so you didn't watch the first minions i don't know the origin of the minions the (laughs) my to give some context go going in to watch this movie i thought this was the only prequel i actually thought that the first minions movie that I was seeing on social media was actually just like, I legitimately thought that it was a meme. Like I thought they didn't actually make a minions movie. I thought that it was just like fan made. Like they were making like fan art and like people were being really weird. So I stayed away from it. Nope. So I thought this was the first prequel. And then I was confused the whole movie because they never actually go into the origins of the minions. So I was like, well, that was like the whole point. Why did they... (laughs) What's the (laughs) right? Yeah, so I'm sitting there. This is the rise of Gru. This is the wrong origin story I was looking for. Is the first one called Rise of Minions? No, it's just Minions. It's just called Minions. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. What a franchise. Have you seen all the other Despicable Me movies? (laughs) Three others. Okay. I was waiting for the amount that you were about to say because I thought you were going to say, like, did you see all seven of the Despicable Me <laughs> series? <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen one in five. <laughs> no, I saw Despicable Me, the original one. That one is just, like, hands down, one of DreamWorks. It's DreamWorks, right? No. It's actually Illumination Entertainment, but that was their oh. debut film, was Despicable Me. Right, right. Well, then that's definitely their best movie. Yes. Despicable Me. I mean, it's in my top 10 
animated movies, I think. Really? Well, maybe I should think about that more before I say <laughs> that. <laughs> I'd definitely give it top 15. That is for sure. That's like definitely maybe around 10. I love Despicable Me 1. Yeah, I like that movie. Despicable Me 2. I saw the second one. Not as memorable, but also I was a bit older. It's a pretty good sequel. Yeah, I do remember thinking that. I remember being like, yeah, this is like kind of where I thought the the best that could happen. And then the third one I didn't see. Yeah, it was bad. Does Gru die? No, but he has a twin brother named Drew. <laughs> yeah, and that's really all you need to know. <laughs> Is it's... he like even more evil? I saw that in theaters too. It was ugh. Is Is Drew like more evil? Or is no. Drew like he wants Drew... to be? I feel like I did know that though. That's what. What happened in the second one? That's with Lucy. Gru gets married with the girl <laughs> that goes a lipstick taser. She has a. Okay, so I think played by Kristen Wiig. I think I'm actually wrong. I think I saw the third one. <laughs> I don't think I remember Gru getting married, but I do remember that Gru had a brother. Um, so I think I did see the third one and I just skipped right over that second one second one's a lot better than the third (laughs) okay yeah because when you said the second one was a good sequel I was like yeah I mean it was okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, but yeah I did see the third movie and I remember being like this is strange the mom is in it a lot right I don't even remember. I watched it once and never looked back. <laughs> yeah. It's for the best. Yeah. Um, I remember the mom being like my least favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. She's played by Julie Andrews. Really? <laughs> yeah. I just, she like, I don't know. Just not my favorite character. <laughs> but this yeah. movie... The Vicious Six were the main villains of the film, and the best one in that group was definitely Nunchuck. She just had the best moments compared to the rest. (laughs) Nunchuck. I remember... uh, And she had nunchucks. That's right. Yeah. I gotta gotta look up a picture of them really quick. Because I need to see... Oh, there's a Despicable Me wiki, by the way, if you were were wondering. (laughs) For um, those of you fans of the franchise who aren't subscribed to Despicable Me Wiki already. Yeah, right. Just wanted to let you know. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, no... None... What is it? Nunchuck. Nunchuck? Definitely the best one. Wasn't there, like, White Knuckle? Wild Knuckles. Wild Knuckles. Yeah. I liked he, Wild Knuckles. I liked him a lot too. Do you know who he was played by? No. Alan Arkin. Who's it? Alan Arkin. He's a comedy legend. He's oh, in the Kaminsky real? method. Yeah. 
Wow. He's hilarious. I was like, why do I know this voice? And I was like, how did they get Alan Arkin for this? (laughs) (laughs) I swear these films always get like, there'll be these spinoffs too. Like they won't even be the main one and they'll get like some A-listers to play the main characters. And you're just like, cause like Steve Carell played young Gru. And that was not even auto-tune. That was just him <laughs> still just his voice. <laughs> I've seen an interview. I wa- After the movie, I wanted to know more. So I like watched interviews of him whenever they were doing their like TV rounds before the movie came out. And it was on like the one of the late night shows. And he was like, he, I'm not even going to try and do it. <laughs> but My he does. name is Grell. <laughs> He go yeah, he goes like he's like doing it in a normal voice. He'll be like, Yeah, so I just started to talk like this and then and then I went into the studio and did it a bit like this. <laughs> and then it's like Yeah. So funny. He's an amazing voice actor. Yeah. Like uh, he's really just like a legend. Just period on the screen. Gru made me laugh so much during that movie. <laughs> it was like, I do remember laughing a lot. I like it definitely was some of it just irony. Yeah, it's um, slapstick humor. Slapstick humor, just like the fact that there were like literal babies crying around me. <laughs> um, my funny story, I actually went with, I saw it in Maine with my girlfriend and her all of her family and her little cousin was the one that really wanted to see it like the whole day he kept going like uh he kept singing the song and he kept being like i'm having a bad bad day (laughs) and then we finally get into the theater and we're all her it's like her whole family so it's like it's literally like 10 plus people all like finding seats in this theater we're like 15 minutes late already we're like sitting through the first part of the movie and her little cousin like starts <laughs> he starts crying and they left the theater and then after the movie I found out that the movie was actually too it was they were too evil like they were too mean and he couldn't like handle it like the bat the vicious six were like too vicious too and he, that, vicious for me <laughs> and he the only reason we saw it he, he actually ended up leaving that's um, hilarious. So this movie is actually also a horror movie. <laughs> For some of you. For some audiences, this would classify as a horror movie. <laughs> Just thought I'd give that disclaimer before you watch it with your kids. I like the uh, the 70s theme of the film and all the references throughout. The scene yeah. with Gru throwing a fart bomb into the theater playing Jaws was funny. <laughs> I did like all of that. I, I think it's interesting how like, because I remember seeing this one of the Despicable Me movies like with my grandparents, and I remember them laughing at things and me being like, "I don't get that. That's that wasn't funny. They just flashed a picture of Elton John or something. Like oh, that's not funny to me." But then like now growing up and seeing those things happen again, I was like, "Oh, that." like for the for the family (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) like all the 70s parents were like oh look it's jaws oh look it's that song 
<laughs> oh, they covered uh, the latest disco hit. Wild Knuckles in the film presumably dies, and a spot on The Vicious Six opens and grew auditions for this, <clears throat> which was one of my favorite scenes of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wait, can you refresh? What did he do for his? I remember they were like, you're just a kid. I just like the way that he talked in that scene. Distinguished <laughs> villains, my name is Grill. That's right. Yeah, he goes up and like he has to go into the was it like an evil shop? Is that what it was called? Or was it a Something magic like shop? That. I don't remember. Oh, it was a I, CD store. It was a CD store run by Dr. Nefario. You know, it wouldn't be actually it wouldn't be CDs. Wait. But it was a vinyl. Wasn't the shop run by Dr. Nefario? Yeah. A young Dr. Nefario. A young Dr. Nefario with the with the gun. Mm-hmm. He gives Gru that like little gun. The fart gun. Yeah. Or whatever. He's played by Russell Brand once again. Yep. Iconic. Yep. Love him. Gru ends up stealing uh, the stone that the Vicious Six liked a lot. And the minions help him get away. <laughs> Otto! <laughs> the new minion Otto with braces traded the stone for a pet rock that he fell in love with? <laughs> yeah, he Maybe. did fall in love with the pet rock. <laughs> Otto! Then... Otto! Where is Otto? I just realized, wait, in Despic- is Otto in Despicable Me? No, he's new, just from this movie. So, like, how do they... Like... Maybe they'll kill him off in the next one. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll make another... Uh, a sequel to the prequel, where Otto <laughs> dies. Minions, the fall of Otto. <laughs> Minions, Otto's doom. <laughs> Otto's demise. <laughs> it's like it's like not even a kids movie. It's like a dark. It's like <laughs> they changed the animation style. Mini boss. <laughs> Mini boss. Gru then tries to fire the minions before Wild Knuckles kidnaps him. And then he threatens the minions to get him the stone in 48 hours. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Because the story needed a plot. <clears throat> yep. One of my favorite scenes was with the minions trying to get a, a plane to fly. It just kept going and going and going. <laughs> Wait, they kept... Why am I blanking on this? They tried to get a plane to fly? Yeah, they were like piloting a plane, but they were also the flight attendants, and then there was oh one minute that got stuck in the toilet. That's <laughs> right. So much going on. That's right. They they literally like on a commercial flight, right? Yeah. Like with like passengers on it. They were like <laughs> <laughs> flying the plane. The boy. <laughs> <laughs> Banana. Ah. They... Michelle Yeoh plays the character who trains the minions in karate, which was funny, but almost completely unnecessary because they didn't use the karate skills at all. Yeah, what? 
I forget what the plot point was there. I think they were just like getting beat up. They like yeah, they, were... they were in Chinatown mm-hmm. somehow, and then they as one is yeah as one is trying to find your mini boss, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they like were getting beat up like uh, like Kung or what's it called Ninja. What's that movie? Karate. Karate Kid. <laughs> they were getting beat up in the street like Karate Kid style. And then she comes out and is like, I will teach you. <laughs> I will teach you how to beat up those those kids. At first she says no, and then the minions convince her. Oh, right, yeah. The minions, like, wanted to learn. And then... <laughs> <laughs> There had there was a board of adult people in a in a writing room that wrote all of this. They wrote this this script. <laughs> so the and that's what they are going to get beat up in an alleyway, <clears throat> and then they're going to want to learn karate. We'll just throw that in there. We need an extra fifteen minutes and a montage. We don't really have too many montages in this uh, film yet. If you um, think about it too much, it just. <laughs> doesn't make any sense <laughs> that's what i kept because like i kept turning to lexi and i like wanted to hit myself in the face because i kept turning to her and being like why would they do that like that's <laughs> and then i kept being like i'm ben you are watching <laughs> the minions rise of Gru, <laughs> surrounded by the average age of this audience is seven you need to yep. calm calm down <laughs> not cinema <laughs> <laughs> It's like getting ready um, to pick it apart. But we still can a little bit. Yeah, we can. It costs millions yeah, of dollars. Actually, what? It costs millions of dollars. We can pick it apart. Yeah. The actress actually plays uh, Evelyn in Everything Everywhere all at once. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I thought. Um, it's a crazy jump. I'm guessing she's probably <laughs> doing both at the same time, right? <laughs> Like, imagine going from one set to the other. Oh, I thought you were, like, bringing, like, the aspects of the movie into it. Like, she's doing it at the same time. <laughs> like, she's jumped to the universe where she's helping the minions. <laughs> that, would, that would be crazy if that's, like, like they un- unknowingly, they just brought that movie into it. Like, the plot of that movie. And they mm-hmm. were just, like, her and, like, her mom, like, <laughs> just there. Jobu Tupaki. And then they just kept, they just keep going. <laughs> That'd be great. Wild Knuckles uh, first tortures Gru with music, and then he tries to teach him how to be evil, which was nice. It was kind of <laughs> weird, though, because he was going to, like, throw him into a pit or, like, a pool where an alligator was, but then the alligator snatched him instead. And then Gru saved him, and he's like, oh, okay, I'll teach you how to be evil. <laughs> yeah. I think even <laughs> even before that, wasn't like his, wasn't his torture for, for, for this child that he kidnapped <laughs> to spit, like, he tied him up and, like, spun him around? Yeah. On a record player. Yeah, he spun around a record player, and then when it got to the end, did, wouldn't he have gotten, like, sawed in half or something? 
I don't remember, but he like stopped it before it was too late. And for literally no reason. He like looked over and he was like, ah, you know what? <laughs> Un- <laughs> untie the kid. <laughs> that's Alan Arkin. That's, um, yeah, that's my impression. <laughs> the Vicious Six destroy Wild Knuckles' house, which wasn't very nice. No, not... Not nice at all, really. Um, no need for that. Then they all turn into different wild animals in the final <laughs> battle. It was all centered around the Chinese New Year, and I don't really remember the reasoning why. Yeah, so <laughs> there was no... I don't think there was a reason. I think it just <laughs> was the Chinese New Year. What was the stone's power? Did it have a power? To make them into animals at the Chinese New Year when the moon was full or something. That's right. That's right. But Um, I don't know what was the correlation. But sometimes it, like, didn't work. Right? Or, like, it worked, but not how they wanted it. Because, like, I thought that they tried to turn somebody... Didn't they turn them into, like, goats or something at the end? Yeah, they turned the minions into cute animals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, I what? want a minion bunny. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, that's right. They were cute. One turned into a bunny. One a was like a... Chicken, I think. Yeah, one was a chicken. I thought one was a goat. And Gru got strapped to a clock. And was being tortured. He got tortured a lot during this movie. Yeah, yeah he was being like pulled apart. <laughs> he was going to get like quartered. Um, I guess that's just what, like, evil villainry entails. It's, like, getting tortured a lot. Torturing. It's all about, kind of, if there was, like, a key to, like, what you want to do if you were an evil villain. You want to, like, kidnap. You definitely want to kidnap the person you're up against. You definitely want to torture them in a way that gives them enough time to escape. You want to give them... You want to give you want to give them a countdown, actually. <laughs> and tell the people who might be trying to save them that same amount of time. Give them a chance. <laughs> and that's... But the minions saved him. Otto did save the day with that biker guy. That that really confused me. I think there were so many confusing things in this movie, but the one thing that was the most confusing was they go to this house in this seemingly I don't know, it was like a very um typical suburban neighborhood. This little redhead kid, he got traded a uh, pet rock for this stone. This evil stone. He didn't even know what it was. And then it got. What happened? It got to this biker guy. The biker guy got the stone. Yeah. Because he thought it was like a necklace or something. I think so. And then Otto. Saw. Got on a little tyke and was like. Chasing after him. Right. Otto saw this this um 
Harley Davidson motorcycle with speeds <laughs> upward to like 120 miles an hour and got on a <laughs> toy tricycle and just started going. My guy just started pedaling. He just started absolutely busting his chops. <laughs> trying to catch this guy. And he does. Well, he <laughs> he like he passes out he like passes out in the middle of the desert. And then the he passed the biker guy at one point because the biker guy drives up to him. Yeah. <laughs> so he pa- I didn't even realize that he passes the biker <laughs> dude at some point and then passes out in the middle of a desert. And then yeah. And then they fall in love. It was fantastic. The scene where they meet up really was like kinda had like sexual tension for literally no they didn't need to like arrange it like that (laughs) he like picks him up and there's like a lot of silence and just like staring if i remember right everyone uncomfortable (laughs) everyone and all the kids are like oh his hero and all the adults are like this is (laughs) are they gonna kiss (laughs) they're getting real close on this bike (laughs) Also, the amount of butts in this movie, there was a lot of minion butt. Do you remember? <laughs> it's just uh, pure minion butt. Uh, I, you know, also I'm, actually, I'm actually really happy I don't remember. Um, oh, I'm that... glad I'm traumatized from walking in on Gru's shower scene. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely blocked that out and I'm glad I did. I don't, that must be a trauma thing because I don't remember any of that. <laughs> um, I don't remember there being a single butt in the whole movie. It was a lot. Turns out movie. it made up 20 minutes of screen time. Um, Probably. <laughs> it was kind of scary. It was like, why do they keep doing this? It's like they like animating this. That's the other thing. Someone had to like animate that. Like they took like... The people who are animating these movies have like advanced engineering degrees and advanced computer science degrees. <laughs> they like use the same technology that's used to like send like astronauts to the moon <laughs> to make a minion butt. To make a minion butt like shaking. To animate Steve Carell's personas, but career well served. Yeah. Arts. It's an art form, for sure. I'd like to actually... I wish there were, like, interviews online of these people. Because I wonder if they, like... If they have to, like, grapple with that. Like, if they, like, go to, like, confession. On, like, Sunday. But today. <laughs> forgive me. Forgive me, forgive, Father Price. Forgive me. <laughs> forgive me, Father. I, I used everything I know about animation and three-dimensional graphics calculus they animated a minion twerking you are not forgiven (laughs) yeah you're gonna you're gonna need to do a lot to uh to kind of get over that hump sir while knuckles died at the end of the movie from his injuries once Hmm. again but then we find out that he faked his death once again Although we did get the minions singing at his funeral, which was hilarious. 
Yeah, they sang a cover of a song. Oh yeah, man, I what can't was... remember what it was. I just remember being like, "Wow, this is funny. This, this is like great. Like this is something that I actually needed to hear. I needed to make sure that. Let's see if it's in the soundtrack. Wait, it might be. The minions have a track in Despicable Me too. Oh shoot! And it might like on Spotify now. I think they do a cover of Cecilia. <laughs> I don't think that was the song, but that's funny. <laughs> really? Wasn't it like it was some cliche sad song? Oh, now I have to know. I'm looking it up. Me, minions. Hey Siri. What song do the Minions cover in the hit cult classic, The Minions Rise of Gru? (laughs) Okay, I found this on the web. For what song do the Minions cover in Hitchcock classic, The Minions Rise of Gru? Check it out. Hitchcock classic. I found it. Oh, you can't always get what you want. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. What a song to play at someone's funeral. <laughs> you can't always get what you want. Banana. <laughs> but you can try sometimes. <laughs> Just my banana. That is an interesting oh. song to choose for a funeral. Yeah. Apparently, so I looked this up too. This must be, I don't know if this is in Minions. Again, I did not see Minions, full disclosure. <laughs> um, but apparently the Minions like language is a mix of all languages. Yep. That's why you can like sometimes understand what they're saying. And all of the Minions are voiced by the same guy. Yep. Like, I forget his name. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but I think it's Pierre Coffin or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> I would. There's definitely videos of him, like in the studio, laying down, <laughs> laying down some nasty minion tracks. <laughs> Just like twenty. Like imagine like going in for like an eight hour day, like your nine to five, and he's like, "All right, God. he's got a all minion right. song to cover." <laughs> All right, today we're we're doing the cover. We're doing uh, can't always get what you want. Um, you ready? He's like, no, I'm done. <laughs> Gru hires young Doctor Nefario in the post-credit scene. They fly away in Gru's ship. We also yep. see Wild Knuckles and Gru drive away together in a different scene after the funeral so there's more to be said about young dr nefario and wild knuckles yeah i mean i guess that i do remember that being (laughs) i remember looking around and being like do these guys do all these kids understand that that means we're getting like a new like another one (laughs) (laughs) they like haven't seen marvel yet they don't understand huh they don't understand the the mid credit roles. <laughs> Never stand up during a Despicable Me movie. 
There's also a photo of a young Vector at one point. That was pretty funny. Right, I do remember that as well. <laughs> they Yeah, they did a lot of, like, what was in the first movie. Like, they went to the Bank of Evil, which yeah. is one of the funniest things mm-hmm. to me. That the, There's the Bank of Evil, <laughs> and they steal mi- uh, young Gru... And yeah, Wild Knuckles steal the Mona Lisa mm-hmm. because Wild Knuckles fakes having like a heart attack. Yeah, is that it? Mm-hmm. Which is like, it was funny. Not gonna <laughs> lie, it was a fun. It was a funny scene. I laughed. There were a lot of was references. The, was it the same bank teller? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, actually, he was the guy in charge of the bank in the first movie. Okay. The guy, yeah. Because that's where the picture of Vector was there, right? Mm-hmm. In the, in the bank. Yep. Because that's, like, his, like, dad or something. Yeah. Yeah. Minions that's 3 cool. almost seems inevitable at this point with how much money the second film made. Yeah, I, guess- I mean, it. I guess they could tell a story with Wild Knuckles being involved more, but the Minions just have to win the final battle in the film so that it can be called the Minions movie. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand why. What separates a Despicable Me movie from a Minions movie? Yeah, they need to to really make sure the fans understand what kind of movie they're getting. Because, like, we're very loyal... Um, right. and they really just need to appreciate our loyalty. Yeah, at this point, like, come on, meet us halfway. <laughs> come on, Although, Illumination. I don't know if I'm about to drop a bombshell on you, but in 2024, July, Despicable Me 4 is coming out. <laughs> okay. Okay. What if White Knuckles... Well, I keep saying White Knuckles. He is white. <laughs> I keep thinking of like when you, ever, you like drive a car and you have like White Knuckles syndrome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wild Knuckles. What if Wild Knuckles is in Despicable Me 4? I feel like he's long dead. Yeah, maybe he'll die in the... They can't have him die. Can people die? Does anyone die in the Despicable Me movies? I feel like that's I feel like, like a someone no. did. I, f- I feel like it's a no no. <laughs> if someone dies, like it has to be like they gotta devote time to it. Yeah, I don't know if they the... killed off any characters. No, I don't think they did. Nah. They sound like riding to the sunset. That would be um, an interesting twist on the franchise for sure. I'm interested to really see what dark. they do with the fourth movie. Yeah. Me too. Is Steve Carell just... Is he done? <laughs> this is what he does now. Like, right. Like, is he just like... Because this is the only movie he's done this year. 
right well maybe film wise he's been in the patient which is a limited series on on uh, hulu okay i think i saw ads for that actually but yeah i guess he's like winding down he's getting tired yeah but that's all i had on minions the rise of Gru. was there anything else that you wanted to discuss i want to give another shout out to this soundtrack I was given this tip today because I was telling somebody, I was like, I'm doing a, my friend does these podcasts where he reviews movies and they're like, they're really good, but we're doing an episode on the Minions Rise of Gru and I don't know what I'm going to say. I genuinely don't know what to say because <laughs> like, I, not too many thoughts were running through my brain during that movie. I was, my head was empty. Oh Almost yeah, all, the whole time. Other than the other than the bicycle guy scene, but <laughs> he was like, "You gotta listen to the soundtrack because most of the songs aren't even in the movie, and the Phoebe Bridgers song on the soundtrack has absolutely no right to be that good. Really? It's like genuinely something I would listen to. I listened to it like a few times. Oh my gosh! Because I was like, funny. none of them have anything to do with the movie. They're all." covers of like 70s songs inspired by minions from the the rise of crew yeah and like i just think if anyone should take away anything from this it should be to give a listen to the minions rise of crew original motion picture soundtrack <laughs> on um, apple music or spotify well you should yeah. also listen to indigo cosmos you definitely should. You definitely yeah. should do that as well. They go hand in hand pretty well, actually. Um, the minions and Indigo Cosmos. We were we were heavily inspired by music in the original Minions movies, so <laughs> um, this might just be right down your alley if you're a fan of that. Well, there you go. You'll have to listen then. <laughs> yep. Do you have an outro or anything that you want to say? Um. Uh, can't wait to see Minions 4 in, in, in two years. That should be great. Um, <laughs> should be great. Yeah, it should be great. <laughs> yeah, that should be great. Yeah, no, nothing but me. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me. On. Oh, of course. Be nice to each other out there, everyone. <laughs>